Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Where the White Coats Come Off. Before we dive into today's episode, we just want to encourage you to keep going. We know how hard you're hustling to meet PA school prereqs, and we get DMs and emails every day about how stressful the application process is. It is overwhelming, and there's so many things that go into making sure you stand out as a candidate, from prereq courses to PCE and HCE to volunteering and shadowing and leadership, writing a rock star personal statement, and so many other details. We know you worry about standing out among thousands of other applicants. We know you worry about missing PA school deadlines, but we want to invite you into a different way of applying to PA school, one where you aren't worried about how strong your application is or if you stand out or if you're going to miss any deadlines to programs. We want to invite you into a VIP day with us where we create and submit your CASPA application in one day, making sure it is your most competitive app and done in a day so you can take one huge thing off your plate. How good would it feel to have your CASPA app submitted? It will be such a weight off your shoulders. Remember, you can't land a seat in PA school without an interview and you can't land an interview without submitting your CASPA app. So stop waiting and stop second guessing. Get into our VIP day. We can't wait to help you create and submit your app in one day so you can start getting those interview invites and get into PA school. Check out our VIP day in the show notes. Now on to today's episode. So today I want to talk a little bit about learning in PA school, specifically about self-directed learning in PA school, why it's important, what you need to know about it, and how it works. So first thing, first is we what we call self-directed learning basically means that you learn the material yourself. So you've ever had a teacher that said, hey, we don't have time to cover this chapter. I don't have time to cover this material. However, you're still going to be tested on it. You're still going to be expected to know it. That is called self-directed learning. Basically means that the teacher is not going to teach it to you directly, but you have to understand the material anyways. And this is really important for PA school because in 27 months, there is no way we can teach you everything you need to know about medicine. The didactic year is usually only about 12 to 15 months in most programs. And again, we have so much to teach you. We have pharmacology, physiology, pathophysiology, anatomy, clinical medicine, testing, diagnostics, how to read x-rays, how to read labs, what to do here, how to first assist in surgery. We have so much to teach you that we can't teach you everything. And so reading the book and using online resources are gonna be very, very important in PA school. Most of the times the PowerPoints are gonna go over the main, big, large points. And we expect students to fill in the details by themselves. So we may talk about the basic history and physical exam of some disease, for example, COPD, but we expect you to really dive deep into more of the little things that you might see etc. This is because we don't have enough time to cover everything, so we want to cover the big basic concepts, give you a framework for understanding so it's easy for you to fill in those details by yourself. If you've never done self-directed learning, this can be very tough in PA school. If you were lucky to go to a rigorous undergrad education, then perhaps you've done some self-directed learning, but this is really one of the things that makes PA school unique, and this is one of the things that makes PA school hard as well. So here are some tips for self-directed learning. First off, understanding the framework, understanding the big picture is gonna be really crucial for self-directed learning because otherwise you're just trying to memorize details instead of understanding details. For example, if you understand the pathophysiology of a disease, then you can think through the symptoms of the disease. 
you can think through, okay, well, what kind of medications would work for this disease? Because I know what's going wrong, and I know what types of medications work at this point in the body, and I can figure out, okay, this is the first-line treatment for this disease. So it's really important to get a general understanding before you fill in the details. We sometimes have students that get so lost in the details, right? They get so lost in the trees, they forget to see the forest. All right, so when you feel like yourself getting lost, get the big picture. What exactly is going on? What will they be complaining about? And then fill in the details later. So really recommend you study your PowerPoints first off to make sure you have a, a large understanding, kind of an overview or a bird's eye view of what's going on. The second thing is most programs are gonna have required textbooks. Now, whether you get this online through the library for free, or if you buy a print copy yourself, it doesn't really matter. I'm very much a print copy girl because I like to highlight, I like to write in different colors and circle things, but that's me. If you're an online learner, then get the free online textbook through your library if they have it to help you out. So most of us, when we create our lectures and we have a reference book, we use that reference book for creating our lectures. So medicine is gray. Not everything is always black and white, and there are some discrepancies. There are some different recommendations. So if you're trying to think about what am I going to be tested on, it's going to be whatever comes from that textbook that is required for that class. So use that first as a first resource. A lot of times they'll have page numbers or chapter numbers that go along with PowerPoints. So make sure you go ahead and read those as well to help fill in the details. After that, if you're still struggling or still having some issues, remember there are so many amazing online resources. Whether you're struggling with physiology or understanding the pathophysiology of diabetes insipidus, there are so many online resources to help you. There are YouTube videos online that are made by medical professionals and they draw and they do pictures. So if you're very much a picture learning, then they have that. A lot of students like flashcards to help remember certain things, especially things like pharmacology, where there's a lot of memorization of names involved. They've got all kinds of flashcard programs online like Anki, which is free, etc. Another thing I really recommend you doing is to create what we call disease sheets. Disease sheets is just a picture or a graphical representation of each disease. For example, if you're trying to learn diabetes, your disease sheet would be a grid. It would say pertinent historical information. You'd add some stuff there. Pertinent physical exam findings, you'd add some stuff there. You might add some notes about what else you might find. You add how do you diagnosis, right? The definitive diagnosis. You're going to add how do you follow diabetes, what sort of labs do you get, et cetera, and then of course your treatment as well. So kind of having this all in a graph is a lot easier for a lot of students to go back and review and restudy because if you had to go back and review 60 PowerPoints on diabetes, it can get overwhelming and you can get confused. But if you have it in a nice graphical chart or picture representative or something like that, a lot of times it's a lot easier when you're just going back and reviewing it. I always print my charts or my disease sheets out and then again I can write notes on different colors if I want to add things like, oh, hey, let me add the mechanism of action of this medication because I think it's really important, or let me add the contraindications for this, etc. So kind of having this picture representation or this graphical representation can really, really help. Another thing to remember about self-directed learning is to remember to use your classmates as resources. So a lot of students come in with a different type of medical experience. Maybe you're having trouble understanding dermatology and someone was an MA in a dermatologist office and they might know. Or maybe someone has a master's in physiology and can help you out. 
Sometimes students get together in groups and they'll quiz each other and they'll talk about things and have this great discussion that really contributes to their learning. So please make sure that you use your classmates as resources as well because we all come in with different backgrounds, experiences, strengths, etc. And this is going to really help with your self-directed learning. So I hope this helps you understand the different type of learning that is needed in PA school and we hope this helps when things get rough. Thank you so much for listening to Where the White Coats Come Off. We are so happy to connect with you and share our passion of the PA profession. Don't forget to go to the show notes and join our super fun Pacers membership so you can start making your CASPA application more competitive today with virtual shadowing hours, coaching sessions with us, and so much more. Also in the show notes, we have a free download, an Excel PA school record keeper that mimics CASPA format, meaning you keep all of your shadowing hours, patient care experiences, volunteer information, awards you have received, leadership roles, and the loads of other information you need to apply to PA school in one place. So you can copy paste into CASPA when you go to apply. Get it in the show notes. Have a great day and we will see you at the next episode. Keep up the awesome work.